didn't see you there. Would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me? I'll be your captain. I'm Steve Harrington. And I'm Colin. And I'm Whitney, and this is Scoops Ahoy, a Stranger Things podcast, where we go week by week, chapter by chapter, taking a look at every single episode of Stranger Things. We have now made it all the way through season four, and we are in the deep, especially dark void. It got darker this week. It got darker as we wait for season five because of the stupid writer's strike. And not that the writers are stupid, but just pay them what they're worth. Yes. Get it over with, pay them what they're worth, and let's move on. And, you know, I feel like our young listeners might not remember the last time we had a writer's strike. No. But remember it was in the early 2000s, I think? Yeah, um, because I was- Mad Men? I was a big fan of Chuck at the time, and Chuck got hit by it. Chuck got hit by it, and I think that is how, and I would have fallen off eventually anyways, but I fell off Grey's Anatomy, Mm. Desperate Housewives- all those shows because of the writer's strike because it took i mean i think that there was i wonder how long the wait was between the seasons of Mad Men. yeah i don't remember but i remember it, it was a while and chuck had abbreviated seasons and then a long gap and yeah there were everything was yeah affected. it was a it, it was, was a, a it's a mess and i feel like these negotiations take a lot longer than yeah we're expecting which is <laughs> yeah and then we get the, I, then we get the tweet. So go ahead and read the tweet if you want to. <laughs> uh, the Stranger Things writers and Stranger Things account tweeted out this week. Duffers here. Writing does not stop when filming begins. While we're excited to start production with our amazing cast and crew, it is not possible during the strike. We hope a fair deal is reached soon so we can all get back to work. Until then, over and out. Hashtag WGA strong. Which. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I actually just tweeted this earlier today, but I don't know if I have the energy to wait. I mean, obviously I'm going to, but. Right. I, I, don't, I, I don't know how we keep going every other week for another year and a half I, or whatever this is. I don't know either. So you guys can't get mad if we eventually have to move it to once a month or something, just because I was telling Colin, there's a finite number of things we can talk about. Like, I mean, we have plenty right now yeah it won't, won't be anytime soon but and depends on how long this stretches out yeah but, just but, gonna see how and we'll, long. yeah we'll give you plenty of heads up so yes yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're every other week for the time being and we'll, we'll let yeah. you know but but on the good news side at the mtv movie and tv awards yes whatever last night two nights ago whenever we're recording this and whenever this airs mm-hmm. stranger things took home two awards one for best kick-ass cast so Congrats. Preaching to the choir. And then also breakthrough performance for our buddy, Joe Quinn. So. Oh, Eddie Munson. Yeah. And he actually, he posted a neat little thing on Twitter, uh, thanking everybody. And we'll, I'll post a link to it so you guys can see it if you haven't already. But yeah, it was really that cool. That guy. So, that guy's yeah. just the best. All right. So let's talk whatever you want to call it. And a lot of people interpreted it this different ways. So it's happy moments. It's funny moments. It's relax and take a breath moments it's whatever you want yeah. to call it so but i mine are all funny yeah mine are mine funny are. too i just did like kind of- and i there's a little i know we did i know we specifically said it's not a favorite line like funniest line but a lot of mine coincide with your funny lines yeah yes including yeah. your number one which i'm sure we everyone should know Everybody's probably screaming yeah. about their radio right now. Yes, yes. Radio. Nobody listens to this on a radio. <laughs> Car radio is where uh, I listen to podcasts, but yes. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah. I meant like car, like, you know, car audio system. Yeah. Wise. It's not really the radio, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my top five, number five for me, and it's, it's still a funny scene. And actually I watched it again yesterday to make sure it still holds up and it's still, and it's so dryly funny, but if you watch it oh, and yeah. watch the actors reactions, it is hilarious. Season four, episode six, when all the gang is at the lake at night and Max and Dustin and Lucas are looking out on the lake and Dustin and Lucas are talking about how Steve has his shirt off and he has to tame his jungle. And Max grabs the binoculars and says, let me look and just keeps looking. And Lucas does like four double takes. <laughs> I could play the clip, but it doesn't really translate because a lot of it's visual. It's all the looks. It's, it's yeah. Lucas looking, but it's just, it's really funny. Um, season six, episode four or season four, episode six. So number four for me was the whole Todd father uh, debacle at the 7-Eleven when Hopper has Alexi and they stop and they have to commandeer the car and the, the whole thing. And I can actually play this clip, so you can listen to this one. Todd, listen to me. That man in there, I know he doesn't look it, but he is one of the most dangerous men in the world. He's uh, murdered many children. What? Yeah, he's a true psychopath. I've tracked him over two state lines. Hey, what's going on? Ah, Detective Byers. Uh, this is Todd. He's agreed to lend us his vehicle to transport our dangerous criminal. Oh, yes. He's a very dangerous uh, forger. Yeah. Uh, child murderer. Child murderer. We should really get going. Hey, how do I get my car back? You just call the station. What station? Ooh, I like the sound of that gun. Hey, what station? It's just, I just... <laughs> Alexi is such an underrated character, though. He really is, yeah. And I, I I was actually surprised, but not surprised in retrospect, you know, when people were talking about, you know, the worst moments of Stranger Things and, and his death. Um, yeah. Which, you know, it's it's true. You know, it's, it's one of those ones that gets overlooked because it's not Barb or Bob or, you know, Billy right. or whatever. Which, if you think about, I it, it's so shocking that Barb, I think it's because it was so shocking. Nobody was expecting. People thought Barb was going to be a main character. Right. Yeah. I think. And they just, Ned starked her. Yeah, exactly. You know, we just didn't see that coming. Right. Okay. Number three for me, just because of who we are being Scoops Ahoy, it had to be a Scoops Ahoy (laughs) scene. And it's season three, episode two, when Dustin comes back uh, from camp and meets Steve at Scoops Ahoy. And they do the whole little lightsaber thing. And Robin... And probably one of her best lines of the whole series says, how many children are you friends with? So that's that's my number three. Yes. Peak Robin, really. Yes. Number two for me is kind of a cheat because it's anything and everything having to do with Mr. Clark. I, I loved him. He was one of my favorite characters from the beginning. Him and Ted, I think, kind of kind of get overlooked mm-hmm. as characters because they kind of, you know, either come and go so sporadically or, you know, like Mr. Clark just disappeared. Did we get a single Mr. Clark scene in season four? No. Nothing. Oh, that's depressing. Yeah. But I I especially liked the scene in season three, episode two, when Joyce gets all the electromagnetic books and goes to see him. Mm-hmm. And my Bologna is my Bologna. My Bologna. Bologna <laughs> is playing. And and it's actually even more funny because it's it's a like a really sly little rift on Silence of the Lambs. 
um because oh he, yeah he, he looks like this creepy guy and he's got the aquarium <laughs> in the background a little terrarium with plants and you don't know what you know it's like some kind of buffalo bill thing and she's ringing the doorbell like you know clarice starling was so it was just a really neat really funny scene and uh, i really love that have you which i i don't know if the kids here are are fans of weird al i know you were right yep did you see the new movie yes i did it was it's really hilarious good. it was very very funny it was really funny like yeah shockingly hilarious yeah it was very good it's called weird it's on the roku channel so you mm -hmm. guys for you guys free can... anybody can watch it yeah it's, you can... it's pg-13 yeah you can definitely check it out it's good uh my number one it's really a funny moment but it's still my favorite moment of the whole series and everybody knows obviously already just like they're screaming you're laying at you yeah. they're already singing this song to me and that's yeah. the whole never-ending story bit at the end of season three which it still just gives me goosebumps and chills and just makes me feel so good because it's so tense what's going on yes. and for them to just break and give us all a chance to just breathe and relive the eighties and just sing along for a moment and enjoy yeah. how Susie and, and Dustin, it came, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. There was no hint that it was coming. No. You know, we, you just think that Susie's trying to make him say, that he loves her or, yes. that, you know, he's his, he's a snuggle bunny or something like that. And they just, it's just so great. And it'll always be. So we got to play a little clip. So here's a little clip. Yes. So enjoy. Turn around. Look at what you see. In her face. A mirror of your dream. Make believe I'm everywhere. In the light Written on the pages Is the answer To a never-ending story ah, Reach the stars Okay, so there's my five. All right, um, my five are, I did not do as much homework as Colin because I didn't do the episodes, but I'll tell you which season. And I feel like anybody that's listening to this knows what I'm talking you, about. You know exactly where these are. So, yeah. yeah. So number five is Robin being a weird runner when they're leaving the... Um, Penhurst. Penhurst. And she tells Nancy, she's like, I you know, I can't remember exact words, but she says something about like, she, she just like couldn't walk until yeah. she was like... Yeah. Way older than she should have <laughs> right. been. Uh, and then Nancy does realize when they start running, she's like, you are a weird runner. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our number five. Number four is it's, it's funny and it's just kind of cringy and sweet all at the same time. But Steve tries to say what Dustin said to him with the quote from Sherlock Holmes. Yes. And to Nancy. And he's trying to impress her with, his you know maturity at this point and it he messes it all up which is just classic steve so that's season four in the creel house number three is in season three when robin has her little whiteboard and she keeps track of you suck and all his yes. at girls that's my that's my uh my little my little funko pop yes that's mm. the one there she is yes that's the one i have as well i have her and steve so that is my number three. Number two is actually never ending story like Colin. And like we just said, it's just unexpected. You had no idea that it was coming. And number one, I feel like everyone, let's all just scream it together. One, two, <laughs> three. Nothing. There's nothing wrong with Nana.
<laughs> it will never not make me laugh. It will never crack me up. Just Mike's in, actually, you could encompass Mike's entire like conversation about Nana, even with Hopper or with Karen, you know, like any of it. There's, it just cracks me up. And after, you know, Hopper's in his truck and he's singing, you don't mess around with Jim. It is just maybe my favorite scene. It's just, Hopper's it is. It's really, really good. Ever in. Yeah. It's just, I love him so much. I love that man. I love David Harbour. If you're listening, just, I love you. Just and I, I, mean, I just love looking back, you know, because, you know, if you look at season one, there weren't as many lighthearted things going on. They no. They kept it, you know, they kind of kept it very serious. There were little bits here and there, like, you know, I hope you enjoy the pudding. chicken Ted and, and, you know, chocolate pudding and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but... You know, they really, I think they kind of really started getting into it. Season, season three is. Season three, really, especially. They really started. Which is funny fun. because it's it's juxtaposed with, like, one of the saddest endings. Like, I, I feel like season four topped season three in being sad. But yeah. season three with Hopper and you didn't know. I mean, you knew, but you didn't know. But her, him, or Elle reading the letter from him after he's gone the buyers and everyone saying goodbye. Like it's heartbreaking, but the rest of that season is actually really, really funny. There's tons of funny stuff and everyone will say, and everyone's going to say that Mike was terrible to 11 in that season. He's such a bad boyfriend, but whatever. They're yeah. middle schoolers and yeah. it was hilarious. Yeah. So there's uh, my top five. Number one, there's Alrighty. Wrong with Nana. There we go. So that does us. Let's move on to you guys. Let's, let's hit it with some emails. I'll take the first one. It's from Tori. When I was listening to the episode and heard that Millie was getting married, I wanted to scream. It was so exciting. I wanted to text my BFF to tell her about it. And she said, yeah, how did you not know? <laughs> I was so confused. How did my BFF know about the engagement before me? I mean, we both love Stranger Things, but she's more of a, it's my favorite show. And me being, I live off of Stranger Things. Anyway, she was watching something called E.T., which I've never heard of. Oh, Entertainment Tonight. <laughs> which I never, I've never heard of in my life. Anyways, when you guys announce that the next episode is top five funny moments, I had absolutely no idea what my list would be. But after a long, hard week of binge watching and having play practice in three different performances in one week, I finally come up with a list. So here is Tori's list. Number five, season four. Papa, when Hopper is asking Yuri if he has another plane that they could use. It wasn't really a funny moment, but I love how Hopper is back to his usual ways of threatening people to save his and other people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, that same episode when the Cali crew are trying to find Nina and Argyle is yelling, Nina, and trying to find her behind a small tree. Yeah. It cracks me up every time. That I, is a good scene. We, every time when I see this scene, we didn't really give Argyle his No, dude, we didn't give Argyle had, any love. Yeah. What if it's a tiny lady? Yeah. What if Nina's a tiny lady? My dudes. <laughs> okay. Number three, I'm pretty sure it's this episode, but the piggyback montage when the Hawkins group is going through Eddie's gate and preparing for battle dun dun dun, by throwing their weapons and themselves through the gate. Yep. Number two, never ending story, of course. When I first started watching Stranger Things and we came to the scene, me and my brother, the one that likes Stranger Things, started laughing our heads off because of how funny it is. Instead of fighting the mind flayer, they're singing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny. Number one, the end of Stranger Things season one where Mike, Lucas, and Dustin and Will are back to playing their D&D game. I love how they try to go back to normal and act like nothing happened. Sorry for this long email from me, but hope you guys have a great day. Munson out. <laughs> Thank you, Tori. Next one's from Stefan. Hi again from Germany. He says, my top five funniest scenes are number five, 
Yuri showing Katinka his helicopter for the first time, praising her and embracing her buttocks, which is a great scene. Number four, the scene in season three, episode two, when Hopper drives in his car after he's learned that Mike didn't visit Elle, singing along to Don't Mess Around with Jim, which is great. Number three, Dustin and Steve on their hunt for the Russians in the mall in season three, episode three. Yeah, this is this is a good one and could have been on my list too. Joe Curie and Gaten Matarazzo just have this natural chemistry that makes all their scenes just pure comedy gold. This is when they're tracking the guy and it turns out to be mm-hmm. the jazzercise instructor. Mm-hmm. So funny. Number two, the scene in 3-1 when Dustin returns from Camp Nowhere and the group wants to surprise him, ending with, of course, Dustin blinding Lucas with hairspray, which is so funny. Number one, Stefan says the whole scene with Dusty and Susie singing never-ending story while the group is chased by the Mind Flayer. The surreal contrast of the song and the threatening scene just makes me laugh every time, especially because of the complete and utter bewilderment in the faces of Mike, Will, and the others. Yeah, that's actually a good point, Stefan, because a lot of the humor in that scene is the gang in the station wagon. Oh, yeah, because they're looking at each other. As the Mind Flayer is chasing Yeah. Just one of the most hilarious scenes ever. Thank you again for your amazing podcast. Yours eagerly awaiting the Will's Will Byers character episode. Thank you, Stefan. All right. Our next one is from Harriet. She says, hi, Colin and Whitney. It was hard whittling down moments for this episode. The amount of moments I exhaled in relief in Stranger Things is a lot, but here are probably my top five. Number five, Nancy getting released from Vecna's Curse. If Nancy had died, it would have ruined the show, honestly. Any woman died. Yeah. Anybody. Number four, Max falling down the first time. Again, it would have ruined the show if she died, and I probably would have done a Whitney and thrown my TV out the window. That's what we're all going to (laughs) do if any of them die. Number three, Elle going home after that episode, season two, episode seven. Chicago has so many bad memories for me in Stranger Things, but also not because I love the Chicago musical, which is a good one. It is a good one. Number two, Dustin and Erica rescuing Robin and Steve from the Russians. I don't like the gore at the best of times. And the fact that the Russians were about to pull his fingernail off, I'll cue the Whitney vomit noise. It is, yeah. <laughs> like there that. Is. Yes, the that and anything with teeth or nails, really. Yeah, I've, I've said I eyes. Can't. Eyes is my thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. And number one is Steve immediately accepting Robin when she came out. Steve was just generally coming in at amazing times and in the 80s when being gay was a big deal. Steve handled his rejection really well and made Robin feel okay. Good on him. Absolutely. And for the customary life update, I have a French test this week and it's writing. Blah. Oh, I was going to say I'll help you with it, but it's French, so no, I won't. Yeah. (laughs) I had music camp too. It was really fun. I feel like there are a lot of camps in Australia. Yeah. Harriet, do you have like a normal number? I mean, I feel like you go to a lot of camps. Is that a thing? Maybe like summer camp here. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, okay, and she says, we got a new band piece, Never Ending Story is featured in Stranger Things. That's amazing. And a really cool combined piece with everyone, which is the Game of Thrones theme song. Oh, that's really cool. I know. Which the, which the choir's strings and band are playing. The choir part is really hard, though. They're singing in Valerian. Oh, wow. Yeah. I want to hear it. Yeah. It sounds amazing. Generally, camp was good, although the food was really, really bad. The port gave a bunch of people food poisoning and they gave us mac and cheese but instead of pasta it was brown mushy cauliflower and broccoli that's Ugh, disgusting that's not okay no i would write a strongly worded email exactly it tasted rank and i finally watched heartstopper it was really good i love tara and darcy they were the cutest that's all i have for now love harriet oh I've um i saw the whale by the way finally 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 oh with, with sadie sink it's it's a horrific movie really it's, I mean, it's very, it's, it's, it's horrific. 
It's like, Darren Aronofsky. I, I thought you said terrific. No, and I was like, what? Horrific. It's, I mean, it's Darren Aronofsky, who is just a. I don't like him. Nutball. Anyway, Black Swan was good, but that's about the Black only Swan. That I've liked. Mother was trash. But Sadie Sink was phenomenal in it. I mean, like off the charts. I love her. Yeah, really, really good. It's a tough watch. I don't advise anybody to watch it, but oh, she was fantastic in it. So anyway. Yeah. Okay. Next email is from Reese. Who is Reese? You're asking? Well, hi, Colin Whitney. This is Reese. I am Sophie D's younger sister. With this subject, I think that Stranger Things is a scary show, but there are some tender sweet parts, one of them being when Mike and Eleven kiss, and then also when Mike, when Max and Lucas kiss. I think it's a really good show and can be really funny, scary, or tender. Until next time, bye. So, thank you, Reese. Reese. I agree. I was looking forward to Sophie's trivia questions this week, but, you know, (gasps) whatever. Sophie, where are you? You tell her, Reese. (laughs) <laughs> okay our next email is from zarley she says hi colin and winnie hello again from australia i thought i'd quickly weigh in on the school dances discussion i finished school a couple of years ago and australia also doesn't do huge school dances or anything like prom spring dance homecoming or anything like the movies this all also means there's no prom king and queen or anything at least my school we had a formal which is pretty much a dinner photos in our nice outfits and about an hour and a half of light half an away. hour about half an hour of half-hearted dancing before everyone went home. See, this is because they go to so many camps, they don't do dances. Yeah, they just, they're exhausted yeah. by the time to get their dances. Exactly. They're just like, never mind. We've seen all these people. Right. <laughs> We're tired of them. <laughs> uh, anyways, here are my top five in no particular order. Lighthearted scenes from Stranger Things. Uh, Max and Elle going to the mall set to Material Girl in season three, episode two. That is an excellent montage. Yes. I love a good, I love a good montage. Gotta love a good montage. Hard to beat. It, it also depends on the music, though. The music yeah. has to be true. And then we have Nancy and Jonathan having breakfast with Murray in season two, episode six. I 100% prefer Jancy over Stancy, and I love the scene if they get together, and Murray definitely knows about it. I'm shocked Murray didn't make your list. I know. I was, I was almost going to pick that scene, you know. How, how, yeah, you how, do love it. How'd you like to pull out? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, I just, I I could have done anything. I mean, I just, I yeah. love all the funny, happy stuff, so. I know. Eddie and Chrissy meeting in the woods in season four. It starts out kind of creepy, but then they just start talking and get to see their chemistry. They would have been a great couple, I think. Yeah, that yeah. is that that is one that that's that's I, I think that for me is one of the most heartbreaking scenes, just because of what happens after. In, in and of itself, yeah. in and of itself, it's an adorable cute scene. I wonder, but... yeah, but I wonder if the Duffers knew how much people were going to love them. No, well, I don't know. Are they that evil that they would do that to us? No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I. I mean, they had to know that everybody's going to love Eddie. I don't know. Yes. I don't know if they thought that people would kind of latch on to Chrissy because she didn't really have a whole lot to play with. She only had like really half an episode, well, three quarters of an episode, really. Yeah. So I think they were, I mean, I'm, I'm, they were, oh, I'm sure hoping for a little bit of tragedy and heartbreak and stuff, but I don't think people were going to glom onto it. I mean, I still remember that the, uh, whatever that, the artist whose stuff I, I linked to what, yeah. a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. With just all those great pictures of Steve and Chrissy, yes. from Eddie and Chrissy. Yeah, oh, it's just so good. Yeah, I just, I really wonder if they were hoping Argyle was going to be yeah, as popular. Be. Yeah. I feel like Argyle didn't hit the mark as much, but I don't feel like he was given as much opportunity. Maybe. Yeah, I don't that's know. true. Yeah. He didn't, like the Cali crew, we just didn't see a ton of them. Okay, and next we have the first time we see Billy come out as a lifeguard in episode one of season three with everyone staring at him before he tells the kids to stop running. I love Billy and I love he gets this amount of attention. That is actually a really great that scene. Is, yeah, imagine, yeah. imagine today 
if a lifeguard yelled that at a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that lifeguard would be fired, sued, probably go to jail. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that is Back a great scene. Back in the scene. 80s, though, you could do whatever you wanted. And finally, honestly, any scene with Mr. Clark, I know that's kind of cheating, but I think he's hilarious. Thanks for making the podcast and sorry for the long emails, yeah. Arlie. See, Arlie and I both thought it was cheating, but we both included it anyway. So No, it's fine. All right. Next one's from my wife, Holly. She says for her top five in no particular order, the mall shopping scene with Max and Elle, which we mentioned, uh, set to Material Girl number, or the her second one, was Nancy dancing with Dustin at the Winter Ball, which is, it's just such a great, sweet little scene, that whole little bit. Not very funny, but as a as a no. break from, you know, everything, it was just, it was, it was, a, that it was is- a really nice scene actually one of the sets of Funkos that I'm sad that I didn't complete because I only got the Dustin at the Snowball and oh, it's so yeah. cute. But yeah. I don't even know if they made I don't remember seeing a Nancy and, one. Yeah. And then I had to like curb my I, I just had to focus on one set right. from each season. Because they would bring out so many of d- different versions. Yeah. And I'm like I don't have room. Yeah. I got the Nancy and Robin from Penhurst. That was that's my latest one that I got. Oh yeah. I haven't gotten any of that's, that's good. the any from season four. Yeah, I got I got season four Max with with the blue jacket and the Walkman. Yeah, and then I have Nancy and Robin at Penhurst, and then the only other ones I have I have L in the massacre scene. She actually has the wall behind her with the blood stains on it, and then um, Robin with the whiteboard. Those are the only ones I have right now. Oh yeah, I haven't gotten any from season four. I feel like I didn't see them because season three was so. I mean, it was everywhere. Like the. Target had the clothes like you could buy as L's exact outfits. Oh yeah, from Target, and like I think Hot Topic had all this all this merch like with Dustin's like Camp Nowhere stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean there was tons of I feel like they didn't do that as much for season four. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, okay, Holly. Rest of her list. Uh, next one she says was Eddie and Dustin practicing in the field before they're getting ready to fight Vecna in season four. Yeah, that's when they were kind of doing. Oh, that's uh, just so yeah. sweet. That's yeah, when he a, loves it. He tells scene. it never change. Yeah. Anytime Argyle says "my dudes," <laughs> good one. And then finally, Holly says the scene in season two when Joyce and Bob are dancing to "Islands in the Stream" on Halloween night uh, while the kids are trick or treating, which is another adorable scene. It's a really good scene. Yeah, it's a good list. Excellent job, Holly. All right, next up. We've got Jesse. She says, hey, Colin and Whitney. My name is Jesse from Minnesota. Big fan of you and all of your loyal listeners. I'm amazed at how well-spoken so many of your young listeners are in their emails. We are too. It amazes me. It, it really is, it, yeah. And I, it's no offense, absolutely no offense to anyone. Like, I'm just, I don't think I know. I feel like maybe kids that listen to podcasts are just smarter because for yeah. the most part, I don't know any kids that speak as eloquently no. as they do. I mean, seriously, if they didn't say they were 12 and didn't talk about math class no. and choir, I would have no I wouldn't idea know. that these people weren't adults. Yeah. Same. Same. So she says, kudos to you kiddos. Anywho, here's my list of funny moments, some of which relieve tension. Others are just ones that tickle me. Number five is season two when Steve the babysitter and the kids are barricading the bus and he says to Lucas and Dustin, hey, dickheads, how come the only one helping me out is this random girl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it always made me chuckle. It is really funny. Yep. Number four, season four, when L matter of factly states, I piggybacked here from a pizza dough freezer. Yes, that's good. <laughs> Max's pure confusion is perfect, especially in just such a tense and chaotic scene. Yes, it is. And number three, season four, Argyle in general. I love that he fully accepts the situation our friends are in without question. 
His quote to his fellow surfer boy, Pizza Pal, sums this up. You see this weird girl behind me? She needs a tub with a bunch of salt so we can enhance her psychic power so she can save the world from this super bad dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two is season four. This one is cheating because it exists outside the show. The internet can be mean and hateful, can be a mean and hateful place. So when something as silly as the Chrissy Wake Up song evolved, it reminded me that it can also be a random and goofy place. It also makes watching Chrissy's death a little more tolerable. Actually, no, it doesn't. Oh, I, that song lived in my brain for the majority, for the last half of 2020. Yeah. Chrissy Wake Up! I can see it it randomly just pops into my head. I'll be like driving to the store. Number one, the subtitles, whoever they hired for subtitle work understood their assignment. I always watch shows with subtitles and stranger things by and large has the most creative and weird subtitles for sounds. Cue tentacles squelching wetly. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. I have seen a TikTok of this guy that I follow and he was cracking me up because he's pretending to be a, a stranger things uh captioner mm-hmm. and he's like what could we put here what's the grossest sound i could think of <laughs> like, anyways thanks for filling the void until season five look forward to hearing everyone's responses for this one jesse all right next one's from jeremy who hit us up on uh, facebook messenger says hey guys been a while since i wrote in my top five funny moments in no particular order are number one mike i found a chocolate bunny it's it's still one of my favorite lines. I I, I can't. <laughs> I just oh, you it. can't. It's just how he, it's his voice crack. It's so funny. Number two, it's, that's like that's my. There's nothing wrong with Nana. Is is that line? So oh yeah yeah. Number two, season one, episode seven. Mister Clark, why are you closing this curiosity door? Love the whole Dustin Mister Clark phone conversation, which is a good one. Yeah. Number three in season three, when Hopper is hijacking the car at the gas station and he tells the guy that Alexi is the most dangerous man in the country and that he's killed many children. And I love it when it cuts to Alexi with his huge smile drinking a slurpee. <laughs> well, and Alexi doesn't understand what he's saying, right? No, no, he has no clue. Yeah. He's just, yeah. hi, I heard my yeah, name. Just... <laughs> Number four, the scene in season two when Dustin and Lucas ask Max to go trick-or-treating with them. I love the whole bit with Dustin when he's like, presumptuous, that's a good thing, right? Yep, absolutely. Number five, <laughs> The season four scene when they're communicating through the light bright. That is that is a really good scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> H. H. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hey. Hi. That worked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> and now I have some thoughts about the past couple episodes. I didn't write in for the Colin episode because I'm only 17. And if you do the math, I wasn't around for the 80s. However... A couple of memories were triggered by that episode. When I was younger, my mom would take me to family video and I would find movies to watch on a long road trip. I also remember that they had a gumball machine in the family video where if you got the gumball that was assigned to that color of the day, you got a free rental. Also, when I was younger, I used to go to the roller rink on trips with my church. And I remember playing the Four Corners game with the big dice and also Limbo on skates. Also worth I'm a so mention. I'm so jealous of this. I'm so jealous yeah. of this Four Corners game. I've never heard of it. I haven't either. Also worth a mention is that there's still a radio shack open in my hometown in Michigan. I was going to write no. it about, I know, right? <laughs> What's there? Cables what and are... jacks and <laughs> wire. Yeah, like what could they have now? I mean, yeah. it's just audio visual equipment. But... 
I was also going to write in about the Back to the Future episode, even though I haven't seen it, but I got busy and forgot about it after my trip to Niagara Falls, someplace I've never been, but that's cool. The only thing I was going to mention was that Christopher Lloyd just appeared in an episode of The Mandalorian. Yes, he did. I watched it, and it was, it was a good episode, actually. Mm-hmm. On that note, Colin, I believe I could out-nerd you in Star Wars as I am a major Star Wars nerd. I would also implore you to not set the animated Stranger Things shows aside. Some of the best shows are animated and have very good characters and plot points, even though they look like they're for kids. Clone Wars, for example. That is all for today. I hope you guys have a great week. May the force be with you. I forgot to mention that Star Wars Day will have happened by the time this episode releases. Yes. Well, actually, yes. Last Thursday. Yeah, May the 4th. And... I don't discount animated shows because I don't like animation. No. It's not, it's, well, it's, or that I think that they're for kids. I'm just not a fan of the animation. I would rather watch real people. It's not that yes. I think that they're for kids, yeah. but yes, I no, actually I watched have Clone heard. Wars and I watched, um, Bad Batch and I watched. Is Bad Batch animated? I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. And the other one, um, that I'm, is completely blanking on. So yes, I guess he probably could out there be in Star Wars because I can't even remember <laughs> the name of the stupid show. I don't know. I feel like you'd be hard to beat for the first three original movies. Yeah, original I don't know. movies. Yeah, nobody, nobody's out nerding me on the original. No, but like Star Wars universe, maybe. Yeah, because probably. we just don't like the the newer stuff as much. Right, I don't. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, thank you very much for the email, Jeremy. That was uh, that was great. Good stuff. All right, our next email is from Eve. She says, "Hey, Colin and Whitney, hope you're both okay. The Back to the Future episode made me rewatch it the night." I heard it. It was that good and is so nostalgic. Well, thanks. Anyways, here are my funniest scenes in no particular order. Dustin's curiosity paddles never fails to make me laugh because it's so relatable. I got told off for reading all the time. When I was a kid, I used to do the same thing. Take books and pretend I'd lost them so my mom had to pay the fine and I could keep them. Uh, next is Hopper's voicemail. So you've got Joyce, who is in a huge panic, desperately trying to reach Hopper. And then you've got Hop, who is doing nothing incredible but getting into his car. Wow. Always sets my dad off laughing. <laughs> Next up is the opening D&D scene. The more I watch it, the funnier it gets. With Dustin hitting on Nancy and the chaos when the dice disappear. It's just so iconic. Uh, next up is Elle's ego thieving at Bradley's Big Buy. The entire scene gives me the giggles. The side eye that Elle gives the manager and that <laughs> tossed in mouth breather. Like she always steals egos from supermarkets. It's hilarious and I love it. Yeah, like like she's supposed to be there. Like that's... that's yeah. I know. <laughs> Uh, next. Oh, I'm surprised we didn't get more of this. Eddie's improvised Don't You Big Boy at the trailer park. It's so unexpected. You can tell by everyone's reactions. That's what cracks me up is that, like, you can tell that Joe Curie is shocked that he says that. Right. (laughs) And that's what makes it one of my favorite lines in the series. Uh, next she says the trailer park scene when Steve is trying to decide who to let drive. Everything about this scene is comedy gold. The nod to when Max drove after Billy knocks Steve out is hilarious. Steve's reaction is also hilarious. And wow, Robin really fleshed out her backstory with the I'm poor line. Pure <laughs> comedy gold. And finally, she says, also honorable mention to Erica Sinclair. Not a specific scene, not a specific line. Her entire appearance on the show. Whenever Erica gets involved, you know someone's about to get owned. Put Erica in a room with Vecna and it is over for him, I fear. Yes. As usual, thanks for the podcast. It's really getting me through exam season now. Stay strange, you guys. Love, Eve from the UK. Hey, thank you, Eve. Next, we got Doug in Buffalo. Hi, hi, hi. Whitney and Colin. Back to the Future episode was very fun. It got me thinking about how my brother and I watched the movie as kids and how much we loved it. What's interesting to me is that we're also five or six-year-olds, and I don't remember being particularly enamored by any one thing or even finding the less sci-fi adventure parts boring. I guess that's a testament to how wonderful the film is. 
though I do remember being especially fond of the dog feeding robot in Doc's lab and the dog yes. bowl overflowing with soppy canned dog food. Yes. Oh, that's just, it's disgusting. But it's, it's disgusting, it is, it is but funny. I loved it. And yeah. I loved, I remember, this is really weird, but I remember loving the sound of the, of the knob when he turns the volume up, oh, yeah. the clicks, but no, the clicks. It oh yeah. The click, 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 click. Yes. Click, like as a kid. And that is true. Like I was only five yeah. years old and. I watch that movie all the time, but I guarantee if we showed a five or six year old that today, they'd get bored with it. Yeah, probably. This also made me remember when my dad took us back to see Back to the Future Part 3. We were so psyched, but 10 minutes in, we had no idea what was going on because, oops, we had not yet seen Part 2. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dad. I also had a killer Back to the Future lunchbox in third grade. Anyways, top five fun, funny, lighthearted scenes. Great topic, by the way. He says, during the top five funny lines episode, I kept thinking about all my favorites are more so scenes than lines. So number five, Mike trying to ask Eleven to the snowball in the first kiss. Not a super funny scene, just really cute watching Mike fumble through it and then just go for it. Oh, I love it because he's like, she's like, like sisters. Yeah. Or or like, what did she say? I can't remember what it is. And he's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, right. Number four, fellow surfer boy. This scene gets me funny, gets funnier every time. Tasty pies, red eyes, stoners taking mind flights like it's a day-to-day thing. You see this weird girl, this weird girl behind me? It always bothers me though that they do not lock the door once the fellow surfer boy leaves. Yeah, it's a good point. Number three, Hopper aborting the planned speech, threatening Mike, and then building out Jim Croce. This was one of those scenes where I was laughing so loud at the end that my daughters wondered what was so funny. The scene starts great, too, with Mike and Eleven quickly repositioning themselves to pretend they weren't just making out. Yes, indeed. <laughs> We've all been there, parents of children. Number two, and, and children of parents. Number two, yes. Stephen Robin High. Super funny and really touching. The scene does a nice job showing us how two people can become close friends. Yeah, that whole thing when they're at the movies and then and wind up in the bathroom and she comes yeah, out. Yeah, because it's not, great. you don't think that's where it's going to go, but. And number one, Mike and Nancy agree to no more secrets and then immediately lie in season seven of episode one. Here's the here's the scene. I looked it up. It's just it's great. I knew you were acting weird. I just I thought it was because of Will. I knew you were acting weird too. I thought it was because of Steve. Hey. No more secrets, okay? From now on we tell each other everything. Okay. Do you like Jonathan though? No, no, it's, it's not, it's not like that. Do you like 11? What? No, ew, gross. Doug says, by far my favorite lighthearted moment in the series, just so spot on with adolescence. There's something so endearing about those teenage conversations about who you like. Thanks again, Doug in Buffalo. Okay, that does it for all of our funny moments emails. We did, I think we got one more one more um, yeah. other email. And it's from Harry. It says, hey, Colin and Whitney, I'm looking forward to the Back to the Future episode. I'm the one who tweeted the video of you of famous actors who auditioned for but didn't get major roles in that film. Not one of them would have been better than what we got, but it's still fun to see them. Well, I'm pretty like I'm pretty sure that Eric Stoltz was cast originally, right? Is that right? That's yes, right. Eric. I'm actually filmed quite a bit yes, of it. Yes, him, there's yeah. one scene where it is. Mm-hmm. I think there's one scene that they use where it actually is still Eric Stoltz, right, yep. from far away. Right. Yes, so that was very cool. Uh, because I came late to the podcast, I missed my chance at contributing to many of the top fives, and hope you don't mind if I type some out. Obviously, if you don't want it, I won't be bothered if you pretend it's not here. Of course, not here. Sure, why not? Go here. for it. Uh, he did top five characters. Wait, this Number could five. be the one email that we just 
disregard every week. Right? Oh, yes, this week. <laughs> There's always going to be one that we just don't read. Yeah. So sorry, Harry. That's you. No, we're just kidding. Uh, kidding. Top five characters. Number five, the Demogorgon slash Mind Flayer slash Meat Flayer, etc. Top notch creature design for the win. I'm old and have seen more than my share of cinematic monsters. And before season one dropped, it had been a long time since I squinted at the screen and said, what is that thing? Great work, Duffers. Yeah, I agree. Number four, Jonathan. I love how messy, sulky, and good-hearted he is. Also in a show where too many of the characters stand around and watch and watch while their friends fight for their lives, Jonathan's a doer. He's fixing the car. He's hammering nails into a baseball bat. He's attacking a 30-foot monster with a woodcutter's axe. Who in the group is qualified to perform impromptu surgery on the unwashed floor of a mall? No one. Absolutely no one. Who is willing to give it a try anyways? My boy, Jonathan. Love him. Yep. Number three, Joyce, always willing to do whatever it takes for the people she loves. She refused to be tricked by the fake will, went into an alternate dimension to look for her son, stole a plane mid-flight, and broke into a Soviet prison for her not-even-boyfriend yet, and insisted that her fridge magnet questions were important, but because of course they were. No half-measures here. Number two, Nancy. I think Nancy is a weird character. Her first appearance on screen, slamming the door in Dustin's face because he offered her pizza, is not sympathetic. And she doesn't really turn that plot point around until she dances with him at the snowball and tells him he'll be fine. Yeah, Nancy's a stuck-up press until about yeah. season two towards the end. It's yeah. after she loses Barb. Yeah, pretty much. Robin is correct that she is sort of a press, and Steve is right that she's not. Natalia Dyer makes so many great choices in the role, taking the Nancy who unloads Buckshot into Vecna and the Nancy who is primarily pleased to have found cleaning supplies in Hopper's cabin and combining them to a whole character. Great work. I hope she becomes a big star. Yeah, I'm surprised she hasn't done more stuff. I know she did. Um, Velvet Bubs, Buzzsaw is all I can think of. She did. Uh, oh. oh um, yes, God or something like that. Yes. Yes, God. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah. Don't, littles don't need to watch that. That's true, but it is good. And she, she was better, but it was like a little tiny indie that nobody even ever heard of. So yeah. But yeah. I'm surprised she hasn't been in more stuff. Me too. Really out of everybody. I feel like it's mainly just Millie, Sadie, and Finn's Finn. done some stuff. Finn. Yeah. yeah. Ghostbusters is his big one, but yeah. I mean, Joe's done. Joe did Free Guy. Oh yeah. 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 Joe did Free Guy. Joe Keery, not Joe Quinn, but yeah. Yes. Yep. And number one, 11. What can I say? I have a soft spot for characters who experience the modern world for the first time. Well, this is already too long. Keep up the good work. Best Harry. Yeah, it was long. Harry, we should not have read that one. That was, that was. Gosh, <laughs> you made it in just by the skin of your teeth. <laughs> one just more kidding. sentence. It would have been cut. <laughs> oh, no, we're kidding. Now, whose email are we not going to read next week? <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll be Sophie's. If she gets back to doing trivia, we're not going to read it because we're not going to. Yeah. She's going she's gonna, to like. Stump us with, you know, what's the what was the third word said in the fifth episode? Yeah, really. We'll never Okay, get it. so that does it, guys. Our next episode, we will be back in two weeks, and it will be on May 25th, and it would be a character, character deep dive. Character deep dive. Of <laughs> Steve. Steve the Hair Harrington. Yes, Steve. So, Steve. So get all your love for Steve or hate. Better not be any hate, but all Better, your love no. for Steve to us by May 21st, Sunday. We will. Uh, uh, we'll yes. So, as always, you can find us on social at Pod. We are on Twitter and Facebook. If you want to email us, which I'm sure you do, and put your email in the running for not getting read, uh, it will be scoopsawaypod at gmail.com. And we will collaborate and put all your emails together and then we'll read them just like we always do. Just kidding about not reading somebody. Because we're like that. We're good people. 
pretty, pretty predictable. So yeah. <laughs> if you like this podcast, we would love it if you leave us a review and a like and a subscribe, because if you do that, especially on iTunes, it gets us in front of other listeners like yourself. So please do that. Otherwise, I want to thank everybody for listening and I hope you tune in next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Score of the property of Netflix. It's an open music by Blue Note Score from Pixabay.